Welcome, everybody, to the All for the Ring podcast. This is week 15 playoff round two. All right, we got a packed one this week. And on the line, as always, it's Eric. Here I am. Yeah, say a little somber this week. Ian bounced me out, but I'm still here. That's uh, that's a tough one. You you put you put in a valiant effort, and you know what can you do? These things. Uh, you did you did your best, and you got far, further than most everybody. So, so let's let's jump right into the recap. Are you ready? The week began on Thursday as Dem Boys got Dem Asses handed to Dem by the Bears. Then on Sunday, it was the Panthers losing to the Falcons 42-20, followed by the Bills losing one to the Ravens, a close one, 24-17. The Browns took down the Bengals in uh, regular fashion, 27-19. The Packers, in a close one, uh, go over the Redskins, 20-15. Didn't really put that one away quickly, which you would have imagined. Vikings did put it away pretty quick against the Lions, 20-7. The Niners and Saints had an absolute shootout, and it was down to the wire. Back forth, back forth, back forth. One of those classic, classic games a la the Rams-Chiefs last year. 49ers over the Saints, 48-46 to in a game-winning kick for Robbie Gold. And that was right after a beautiful run by none other than uh, Greg Kittle with a, with a bunch of guys hanging on him, including one hanging off his face mask. The Jets beat the Dolphins 22-21. Fun fact, the Dolphins kicked eight field goals, hitting seven. 21 points. You would literally think that was, a, that was just a standard regular number. But no, it's 21 points because it's seven times three, which is ridiculous. 38-35 was the final score with Jameis putting up four touchdowns and three interceptions as he beats the Colts. The Broncos made it kind of blowout season over the Texans, which is a bit surprising given the Texans were coming off of the Patriots win. But the Broncos looking pretty decent coming down the stretch. But uh, their hopes are uh, not great. Uh, then the Chargers destroyed the Jags 45-10. to Minshew, mania, Minshew, no more. Titans beat the Raiders 42-21 to off three touchdowns from Ryan Tannehill. Looking sharp as hell. The Patriots dropped another one to the Chiefs. Chiefs uh, beating the Patriots 23-16. to And it was really the refs helped out quite a bit. Patriots figured it out towards the back end. And Romo really was in rare form as a, as a color commentator. He called out some real nice, uh, nice moves for everybody. But, you know, a frustrating game for the Patriots lo- faithful because uh, those refs really did not call a straight game. The Steelers beat the Cardinals in a rematch of that long-forgotten Super Bowl, 23-17. The Seahawks lost to the Rams, while the Rams made the Seahawks look like a bunch of birdie bitches. And finally, in the nightcap, the Eagles beat Eli and the Giants, but not without trying, and it took overtime to do it. Eli looking fine, but he's technically now a losing quarterback. He was 500 going into the game, and now he's one game under 500 for his career. Okay, that's the recap. Uh, any any games jump out at you? Uh, but first of all, well, before we even jump out of that, the Patriots lose it again. This time to the Chiefs and to the refs. I don't like when people say that. I don't like when people blame referees or anything. But uh, I got to say, it's uh, this, is, this is one of those times where even non-Patriots fans can kind of agree that there were some really dubious calls and, and some, some bullshit that happened that kind of swung that game. What did you think about it? Yeah, I'm not one to blame refs either because I've, I've been a ref before and I've been on the side of that. Um, yeah, that, that, there was some bullshit calls. And the weirdest thing is that the NFL hasn't come out and, and said – you know, yeah, that was a bad call. They, they they tend to do it, you know, on Monday or Tuesday every week and say, yep, we missed that call. We missed this call. Um, but it's strange. They haven't done it for the Pats. Maybe because of the whole quote unquote Spygate shit that's going on right uh, now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe that's just Roger Goodell sticking it to the Pats. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was uh, yeah, definitely frustrating. And, and, you know, nine times out of ten, that referee calls a touchdown and then, then they were just so that they can review it and make sure that it is. Right. But, uh, you know, it, it just felt like I mean, he it wasn't even like it was close. I mean, it was close. Obviously, it was close to the line, but there was probably a centimeter or a little bit more than that from the line. So that's in. I mean, it's clearly in from his vantage point should be able to see that. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I, I guess after the game, the ref said he couldn't see his foot out of bounds. So that makes you think, then why'd you blow the whistle? Yeah, why would you can't you blow see his whistle? foot out of bounds. And you got to think he's inbound still. So yeah, I mean, hell of a play, hell There's... of a play too, and and definitely great to see that kind of stretch out and and, and reach for that pylon. But you know, all for naught, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, yeah, hell of a play. The, the refs are human, so you got to yeah, you, know, you got to take that as as it is. I was angry earlier in the week. I'm less angry now, and you know, it's, they're still ten yeah. and three. So you know, and the and and that leads right into it, right into the other key game is that, that Lamar Jackson and the uh, and the Ravens beat the Bills, which was both good and bad. I wasn't sure who to root for in that one because I didn't want the Bills to sort of tie it up, be knotted up with the Patriots at the top of the AFC East, but I also didn't want Lamar Jackson to kind of secure that by that by and home field throughout the playoffs, which they haven't yet, but they're not far off. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I think the the uh, Ravens winning was the better move. Yeah, at I least for the too. short for the short side of it. I don't think the Patriots have no chance of catching them at this point. So. Yeah, especially with gotta... the way that the that the Patriots play at home and and they're they're generally speaking, obviously obviously you know that the streak was broken you know on Sunday, but still the playing at home, especially in playoffs, you want to make sure you have as many of those games as possible. So. Yeah, I, I was thinking. So I, I haven't listened to the radio just because I really don't listen to sports radio much anymore now that. Mm-hmm podcasts are out there um so the patriots have lost two in a row and i know they're always like oh well the patriots have never lost you know two in a row after blah 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 um when was the last time the patriots lost three in a row yeah i don't know i I mean but it's been a long time if that does happen though oh shit against the fucking Bengals, that would be right yeah yeah but anyway we hopefully hopefully my hope is has been throughout the week that the pats Try some new things. Try to figure out. Get on the right page on offense against a, a, a you know quote unquote easier opponent in Cincinnati, and uh, see if they can't just kind of knock them knock them through and figure some stuff out and, and be in, in good shape going into the playoffs. But you know, fingers yeah. crossed. Yep. But uh, let's uh, let's move on to uh, let's bring our special guest in. Let's uh, let's bring in Benny. Today I didn't even have to use my AK. I gotta say it was a good day. What's going on with it? What is going on with it is the real question. Oh, yeah. How you doing, Benny? How's, how's everything? Everything's good. I can't complain. Uh, you know, I had a, a crazy work week last week, culminated in drill weekend, which was uh, very busy. But, uh, you know, working on that project, moving forward, made a lot of strides this weekend, uh, making some progress this week, some headway this week, and then uh, gearing up for that new year, you know. Oh yeah. Now, for the uninitiated, uh, tell us a little bit about what Drill Weekend means and uh, what goes on uh, during Drill Weekend. So, your typical Drill Weekend, you figure, because of the National Guard, Air National Guard, uh, the traditional guardsman serves one weekend a month, and depending on funding, two full weeks out of a year. So, when it comes to performing the mission and doing the job, you come in and like that Drill Weekend, that Saturday, Sunday, usually the first of every month. You come in and you're basically militarying again because you, you go away, you know, the rest of the month and you have like a civilian job. You work your regular job and then you come in a drill weekend and like you do all your admin appointments. You kind of get all your paperwork squared away. You're signing in, checking your email. You're doing all these things. 
and then also training on and possibly performing the mission all in the course of a two-day time frame. So it can be real hectic for a traditional guardsman coming in and getting all that squared away and signing off on everything and kind of considering it a successful drill weekend. So it's always hectic. Uh, it's always a good time seeing the familiar faces, seeing everyone coming back. You know, we got people coming from like Virginia, Florida, Maine. So like coming from all over the Eastern Seaboard, uh, coming up to serve with us. So it's always a jam-packed but fun-filled weekend. Mm. Now you're not one of the regular guardsmen though, because you work on the base uh, full time. Right. So yeah. So I'm a, I'm a full timer. I'm like technically contracted by my unit uh, to work for the unit full time. So even though I am like te- technically a traditional guardsman, I still show up on the drill weekends. I also during the week work for the unit to kind of get things squared away from my team. Nice, nice. Now uh, yeah. we uh, we talked a little bit before we are on air, but uh, how is this? Uh, how's this? How's this big project you've been talking about? And can you give us any details on what it is and how's it going? Yeah, uh, it's it's going it's going really good. Um, we're basically changing how cyber intelligence is utilized and performed. Um, because a lot of times, you know, with, with the digital battle space, so to speak, things are changing a clip. Um, you know, these threats out here, uh, between the different people behind the threats and the different te- tactics and techniques they're using, you know, they, they, things change rapidly and, uh, and, and, and exponentially as well. So we're having to try to, you know, figure out, uh, how to, how to mitigate the threats in, in a different way. And as opposed to like finding just different things out there, giving the people the heads up as to what's going on, we're really trying to provide a more tailored focus uh, as to how we provide that support. Um, and there is a, uh, a framework that exists of which we're trying to map our, our tool sets around and our capabilities around this particular framework to implement. And that way we're kind of, we're really building this kind of really refined approach to provide the support as well as like directing the people that are going out and mitigating the threats mm. as to how to do it in a more efficient manner. Um, so with that, there's a lot of like front loading, you know, there's a lot of work up front in terms of trying to like aggregate all the reporting, all the information that exists. And then you have this kind of one-stop shop framework of which we can then just go to that and then like, Oh, you're looking for how someone does spear fishing. Cool. Like you go here, this is how historically you've seen it. This is the type of things you would look for in terms of detecting it happening. And this is how you would eventually go about mitigating it. So we're really revamping it. We, I had to put together a, a slide deck. I had to help put together a slide deck for the general, um, the oh, assistant damn. adjutant general for the state. Um, so um, she's going to come in and basically see how we're doing it. I've been on the phone and emailing back and forth with a bunch of different units um, who are tracking on this particular framework and, and using it. And, and you know with to with success so um yeah we're definitely we're kind of remodeling the, the whole approach here and uh like i said a lot of work up front but once we get to the point where like all that front load is done then it's just plug and play you know what i mean because then it's just updating with the new stuff yeah. and then you still have that very rich database of information that people can kind of go to figure out the new stuff any updates and then kind of reattack from there there you go wow yeah well, that seems uh Seems like a lot of work, and uh, we're glad you're working on it. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it is, but uh, like I said, you know, I think uh, it could pay dividends in terms of how we do the job on, like, a global level, um, you know, and I'm just one one cog in that in that gear set, but uh, nonetheless, uh, putting that work in, so we'll see how it goes. Mm. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, 
Thank you for all that. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, illuminating, and uh, we appreciate uh, we appreciate you, my man. So let's hey, get to let's get to let's get to football. Uh, your Cowboys yeah. they cu- they suck. They suck. Uh, <laughs> they can't beat a goddamn team to save their oh, lives. Man. Can't can't beat a team that that has a winning record. Apparently, uh, what what, right. do you, what do you think the problem is there? Uh, coaching. Yep. It's, uh, Jason Garrett is is uh, the physical manifestation of scared money. Um, and as they say, get money, don't make none. Uh, he is conservative. He's like in his head in terms of his play calling. Like he inter- he intervenes like the, the most inopportune times. And, you know, I think like when, when you do that too much and you got things on the line and you got guys out there that can make stuff happen, you kind of got to like step back and let, and let people, you know, those were, that's where the risks come in. You know what I mean? Like you got to let, let shit fly. And uh, he's just, again, that's those scared money moments manifest. And then he intervenes and then, you know, they uh, don't return it against uh, what was it? And Tavon Austin had the like freaking like 40 yards to, to maybe gain, to maybe tie the game, you know, uh, right. and then they, they, he doesn't return it. Then they're back on like the fucking 45, 50 yard line where they could have maybe gained some ground there or they, you know, they punt when it was like, you know, short distance to gain the, the first down on the fourth and whatever. It's like those little things that just eat away at like the culture, you know what I mean? Because then it's like you're not instilling confidence in your team. You don't trust them. You're not showing that you trust them. And how? You know, there's there's been video documentation of like guys running on the, to the sideline, and he's like trying to high five everybody, like reaching for a high five, and then mm. everyone's just running by him. And I think that <laughs> there is like the, the 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 evidence, the indication of where this how the team feels about him, like where his control of the team is, and uh, how the season the season output has been looking. So. It's a rough deal. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think it's safe to say that he's probably on the hot seat going to be gone after the year, unless something dramatically, you know, something drastic happens over the next couple of weeks. Right. Ideally, who would you like to see as his replacement? Um, I definitely have been seeing a lot of like Ron Rivera talk, which I wouldn't be mad at. Um, I'm curious about like, you know, like Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma um, Urban Meyer, I don't really know about just because he's got like a lot of baggage and he's got a lot of things going on with him. I feel like he needs to lay low for a little bit. Um, but I feel like between Lincoln Riley, the new, the new gunner from Oklahoma, and, and Ron Rivera, I think like he what he did with that Panthers team. Uh, you know, once he gets the talent around him, I think he would come into a situation with the talent already there. And I think I feel like his leadership, his uh, his track record, what he did with Carolina. I think he can maybe come in with within a year or two at least and bring them back to contention. So we'll see. Yeah. But just better go. Brett Maher too, which is exciting. So. Yeah. About time. <laughs> you know, picked up Kai Forbath, which I know him and the Redskins, and he wasn't like the best. And then you guys had him for like a spell and right. then got rid of him. And you know, it's, it's better than Brett Maher at this rate. So. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah. See what happens. Well. Thing. So, uh, yeah. So, so non non football talk. How's is the how's the pinky? Back to a hundred. <laughs> yeah. So you know, full mobility. Uh, I can you know I can make a fist. I can flex it. Do all the things. Lift weights. The whole nine. The one thing now is uh, because it is right my right hand. When I uh, when I salute, uh, it is not uh, you know in in uh, even four fingers. So when I throw that right hand up to salute, that that pinky's hanging down kind of saying what's up in its own terms. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's fodder for comedy, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Like I said, the main thing I was concerned about was just mobility, 
uh, you know, practical use, which I, I got that back in spades. So, um, yeah, I would say pretty much fully functional. Good to go. There you go. Yeah, man. Well, glad Thank to hear that, too. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Let's uh, why don't we uh, why don't we why don't we keep continue the uh, the non football slash whatever discussion to the news and cues section. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on in your brain right now? Okay, so yeah, number one is from Miles. What is your favorite memory of Miles? He's still alive, but you know. <laughs> favorite. My favorite memory of Miles. Yeah. Huh. Um. There's been so many like awesome memories because Miles is that guy. Um. I'm trying to think. I think like when I first went with you over to his house when he had like just kind of got it squared away and we were playing can jam in the backyard and mm. um, I just think we were all just having a good old time. Um, that always sticks out to me. Just kind of like hanging out in his, in his house, doing the do. Yeah, nice, nice. Eric, you got one? Um, I mean, we I haven't hung out with Miles a ton. I'd say the bachelor party was a great time, great memory. And also, I, I mean, I feel like Miles was a pretty cool dude when I was in high school. So, ah. so oh, shoot, you sold the brother. Pretty cool dude, man. I'm trying to be like that. Yeah. Right. I, uh, I, uh, I have no favorite memories of Miles. Nice. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I, have, I have plenty. I, for some reason, the, when, I, when, I was, when I was thinking about this, uh, the first thing that came to my mind, Miles and I, Miles was a, a senior at URI when I was a freshman. Uh, same as same with high school. High school it was a little bit more adversarial, but uh, college we were uh, we, we became uh, fast buds. And uh, I remember I went to a party at his house. Uh, Jeff Hool was there, uh, and a couple of other guys from from the, from back in the uh, back in the North Smithfield days. And uh, I don't remember a ton of the party because I got really drunk, which I which was not ter- I was I think I was relatively new to getting really drunk in freshman year of college, and uh, and uh, I wasn't feeling great, and Miles wasn't feeling great either, so we we both went out went out back and puked side by side, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like okay yeah all right so they we're doing this cool 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 uh, yeah so that's probably that's not that's probably not my favorite memory with Miles that's, I don't want to put it that much weight onto onto us puking next to each other, but it was uh, it was a good time and uh, you know we went right back to it we, i think we went back and played some uh, beer pong right after right after that so uh but I, awesome. i'll think of some other good memories of miles but you know being the best man is, at his wedding him being my best man at my wedding i mean yeah obviously it's right. we go back pretty far but uh yeah so uh yeah okay we'll go on to the next question this is from steve da silva and he asks what who's your favorite patriots receiver of all time <laughs> yeah yeah uh well 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 yeah. I mean, I, for me, I guess it's a toss-up between uh, Terry Glenn and Randy Moss, <laughs> mm. just in terms of, like, lifetime, past legacy, you know, growing up, and obviously in New England, uh, you know, a lot of fans around me, and uh, even though I, I bandwagon on the Cowboys, uh, you can't help but be aware of what's going on with the Pats, and just seeing the success that he had with Bledsoe and everything, Super Bowl against the Packers and whatnot, like, you know, that definitely stands out, and then he jumped the Cowboys towards the tail end of his career so that was kind of cool and then uh Randy just uh doing Randy things killing sure. the season that, that one year 07 was 08 as well Castle yeah. jumped in yeah. and he was still killing in spite of uh Brady's absence but that was probably my my, my pair yeah I would say um Randy Randy Moss is so so much fun to oh, watch yeah. for, for that for those year and a half um mm-hmm. Edelman now I, I know it's a little short-sighted but Edelman's my guy he's He's awesome. 
Um, and Ben Coach too. He was a you know good blocker, mm. catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked him out there too. He was he was the the pre version of Gronk before tight ends were <laughs> like the beast that they are now. Sure, sure. Right. I uh, I'm I'm with you on the Edelman thing. I think he he probably uh, just his just his passion and uh, hot headedness. I mean the guy's always up in everyone's face all the time. Which I, it's got to be really tiring, but and it's got to be some other factor to get him all that energy. But I'm not talking about that. But uh, I would say, yeah, yeah, Edelman, and then uh, Troy Brown was a uh, a classic, and uh, yeah, and I mean on third down, that guy was unstoppable pretty much, and a lot of fun to watch. And uh, yeah, so I guess uh, I, I think I think though, yeah, I, I mean Wes Welker has to be up there somewhere, uh, you know. Yeah, in the but obviously Randy Moss was just a just a delight to to watch and, and him and Brady in that one year especially. Oh, so uh, let's see. Ian says I'm coming for dead ass, Eric. And uh, update: This was of course submitted on Sunday morning, and the update to that is he did come for that ass, and he came hard uh, uh, for for that ass. Yeah, he wasn't very gentle. He wasn't very gentle. No, you. I will say you did you did put up a, a fight, but he uh, he took that ass. I, I, I mean yeah. it. The morning of, Le'Veon Bell goes out with the phantom illness, and Adam Thielen goes out. So, you know, my two, my first yeah, and second come drafted the excuses. guys. I'm not, I'm not making excuses. My first and second drafted guys were done. So, you know, I had to, I had to, I had to work with what I had. Yeah. And right. I, I still had a chance. You I did. You nuts. did. I mean, uh, Ertz put up 25 on Monday night, and, and uh, Sanders put yeah. up nine. You weren't terribly far off. You're only nine point, less than nine points away. Actually, a little more than nine points away. So, you know. <laughs> a valiant effort, but he yeah. did come for that ass, and he owns that ass now. And on he yeah, goes. 140 points. Yep, Good 140 job, points. That was that was the number to get, apparently. But uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, then we, the next one is uh, from Ben. Uh, last day of a seven day work de- uh, seven day work week. Hallelujah. <laughs> Project looking good so far, though. We've covered that pretty well. And uh, sure. I hope that you have some. Uh, are you off this weekend? Uh, yes, this weekend I am off, mm-hmm. and uh, then. Next week, I'm looking for that five-day because I'm probably going to call in on the Friday. We have to come in on the, the, the on Christmas Eve just because of how the holiday falls. It's like in the middle of the week. We have Mondays off anyways, so it's like Tuesday. They really couldn't kind of finagle anything, but I'm probably going to put leave in anyways just to have it like Friday through Tuesday. Sure. And be good to go and come back in on Thursday. Nice. Nice. Yeah, man. Uh, next one on the list is uh, Eric. He went to a gay bar for the first time last weekend, and all of the door, <laughs> all the door handles were dicks. <laughs> pretty cool, That's pretty true. cool feature. Uh-huh. Were they? I mean, yeah. not to, not to be ex- too explicit, but were they hard dicks or were they were they so- soft dicks? Were they circumcised dicks? I mean, give us some more details about these dick handles. Well, well funny thing, I um I gave the pleasure of opening the door to one of my buddies, so. Uh, he held the door for me, and when I yeah. went to push, I was like, "Wow, yeah, that's a big old dick." So probably hard then. But if there, it was curved, well, who knows yeah. about the dick? But yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And how was the experience once inside the 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 gay bar? Uh, it was interesting. Uh, I mean, it, it was cool. It was a good time. We, we didn't stay a, a whole a whole long time, but uh, we had it. We had a drink. Um, yeah, it was fun. You get any get any looks? I, honestly, it was like one thirty in the morning. I was uh, I was pretty pretty wasted. So so anyone yes, that would have tried, so anyone that would have them. tried to take it, take advantage of me would have had their way with me. Ah, uh, well, you know, missed opportunities. <laughs> All the looks. Benny, have uh, do you have much experience in uh, in gay bars? Uh I went to what was it, the Strand one time, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, 
my cousin who is gay and uh, a frequenter of them. And he was like, yo, just come with me. I was like, all right, whatever, fine. Because I was working at the Dean, too. The hotel was, like, right around the corner. Um, went in, you know, uh, definitely was getting looks. Mm. Uh, definitely, you know, trying to lay, like, I don't know how it's all going to turn out. So I have to fucking, you know, get all riled up, be on the defense whatever <laughs> situation. But, um, but, you know, outside of that, you know, I mean, your typical environment, typical bar environment. Sure, so, yeah, yeah. And there's, just, I think, maybe one, like, stage dancer or, like, pole dancer. But, like, you know what I mean? Not, like, in a cage or anything, mm-hmm. but, like, elevated, doing the thing, all that. And then the rest is just as you would normally expect in any environment, so. Mm. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I've been to, uh, I think I've been twice to a gay bar uh, with mm-hmm. some with some gay friends and uh, one of them uh, I I did notice it was it was at uh, Club Cafe in Boston uh, and mm-hmm. it was uh, I went to use the restroom and the restroom was very well lit very brightly lit and I think that's because maybe some things happened back there that they they, they try to try to deter with some bright lights. Defensive measures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there might have been a security guard back there too because yeah, who knows? Who knows what could happen? Uh, but right. so I. I came back and uh, actually, you know, well, uh, uh, anyway, so I came back and, uh, and I was chit chatting with with some of our friends or whatever, and then uh, I, I felt someone uh, uh, slap my butt, and uh, and I was like, wait a second. Yep. So I turn around, I turn around, and I, and I find and I find the culprit, and I, and I go, excuse me, and he was like, I don't know what you're talking about, and I and I went right in his face and I said, I know exactly what you did. He was coming for that ass. He was coming for that ass. Anyway, he la- he, he laughed, and then I and then I laughed, and we had we had a, a lovely time. Uh, we dated for like three months, and then uh, yeah. So, but it was a good time in the in the, in the bar there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, you know, we we ended things amicably uh, months later, but you know, we're still in touch. Curious transition phase that happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was about last year. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Was, but most of that is true, except for the part that we dated. We didn't date. Uh, we, just went, we, we, we just went to the bathroom, but it was too bright. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> no, but it was no, a lovely time. Yeah. It's uh, you know a good time, and if you if you want a little bit of attention, uh, you know, but you know you're not interested. It's still nice, you know. Guys give you attention up there, whatever. Anyway, um, so uh, so the next one is uh, from Chris. He says Steve came for that ass and then ate my shit. This is of course referring to. Uh, Steve De Silva, I believe, uh, and this is this is in, in reflecting on the final week of the year. Uh, Chris is is gloating about beating a guy who won one game all season. So, <laughs> congratulations to Chris. Uh, very well done. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, uh, b- b- next one is from Josh. He says, "Is this podcast going to continue until the NFL season is over? And what is the timeline you guys are thinking?" Now, to be fully transparent, we haven't discussed this at all. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I mean, I, I thought uh, it would probably end at the conclusion of the, the league Super Bowl. But I mean, well, if the sponsors want to pay up, we can keep it. Yeah. Going. Yeah. I mean, we, I, I'm always happy to keep it going. I've got the we've got the equipment. We've got we got the time we can we can carve out. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll just do a news and cues and. And then say see you later. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see how we feel. You know, see feel it out. Maybe uh, you know, maybe we'll. Yeah. Well, as a uh, 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 you know, long time listener, uh, I I definitely would uh, vouch for you know continuation in some facet, even if it's just like I don't know, like monthly or whatever the case is. You know what I mean? Ticking down. Maybe we do some like type of uh, you know like NFL updates as they happen. Like oh, it's free agent, like draft, or you know what I mean? Like things building up to the mm. next season. 
whatever the case is. But I definitely would like to keep 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 being a long time listener. This is a this has been a great experience being a part of and listening to this podcast. So oh, thank you. Keep it going. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. We got uh, we got absolutely. Yeah. All right. Encouragement. That's nice. Uh, all right, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to figure it out, and we'll get back to you, Josh, and we'll get back to everybody. Uh, so, uh, b- 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 next one is uh, Steve Almonte, and he says uh, thanks for the uh, recipe, the homemade Bailey's recipe. He says it was a hit, and then I was talking to him offline there, and uh, he said that uh, it it turned into using it with car bombs, and uh, and he should he should have made like five <laughs> times as much as he made. So, uh, I sent that out to everybody. So anybody who wants to use it, you can. It, it does make for a wonderful Christmas gift, and uh, it just it goes, it goes down real smooth and real nice. And uh, while Steve used Jameson uh, for the for his, I uh, I suggest using you know whatever you find. It doesn't because it's a mixed uh, you know whole mixed thing. You can't, I probably can't really tell a lot of the difference because I just bought like the twenty dollar bottle of Irish whiskey that you put in there. You know that you can put in there, and it was. Probably just as good and, and a lot less uh, expensive. So, you know, that's a little, little insider tip for you. But uh, by itself, it's great. And some coffee, it's even better. You know, it, it really is a versatile drink. If you like Bailey's at all, it's, it's worth, a, worth a look. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely so, going to give it a shot. Yeah. And then uh, my question, uh, I didn't put one in, but I'm going to think about one right now. Uh, <laughs> what's the drunkest you've ever been? Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> drunkest uh, I've ever been. Drunkest you've ever been, or like you know, one particularly uh, time that point that that sticks out in your mind when you think about like, who boy was I drunk? I got one. I would say for me, I'd probably say freshman year of college. We used to go to Babylon in Providence. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was probably like one of the only clubs you could get into under the age of twenty-one. I mean, we we're yeah, and we were like eighteen. And we used to just rip drinks in there and get like get pretty blacked out. Mm. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say freshman year, the whole freshman year of college at Club Babylon. Mm. Yep. What was the bang? What was the banger hit that that year? <laughs> um, probably something with Little John in it, if I had to guess. Mm, odds are. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. My worst was halloween 2006 um was living in ellery in the big old suite with uh, my twin cousins justin and dennis and uh there was a costume party down at Portacall. so mind you middle of the week costume party definitely class the next day thursday um so that means go extra hard and uh we went down there and I pretty much, like, opened a tab, and I was trying to just be, like, a facilitator in terms of, like, hey, if someone need, like, needs a drink, like, you can get one through me. And I was, like, kept offering to, get, to be of assistance to people, but no one was taking me up on it. So I was, like, well, the tab's open. And uh, I think I was about, like, 100 bucks of Grey Goose and Cranberries in, dolo, mm. like, by myself, to my <laughs> face. And uh, I was good up until the rest of the night. And then, like, as soon as – unfortunately, thank goodness I didn't drive, and I probably wouldn't have been able to even if I did – but I was a uh, passenger in my cousin's car. Soon as that backseat door shut, I was like, Meow, like I was out. And then I guess I was like trying to like stick my head out of the window, going down Point Judas, just trying to like throw up. And he had like a, a white pearlescent paint job on like a Dodge Intrepid. And uh, obviously Greg was in Cranberry. He's going to be some maroon, purple, magenta, cranberry life going on. And, uh, I painted, I repainted his car, um, and then uh, was throwing up on myself as well. 
We pulled, up, we pulled up the Kingston Pizza, and uh, they were like, all right, maybe we can, like, get some food in him. We're all kind of, like, feeling it, so let's try to regroup here. They opened the car door. I literally, like, my whole upper body just slumped out of the car. And, like, I was just, like, flailing. And, like, I'm, I'm still present. Like, I'm gone, but I'm present. And I can hear everybody, like, <laughs> look at him. Oh, my God. He's fucking slumped the car. What a beauty shit. Like, I'm, like, fuck you guys. Like, in my brain, because I can't express my, my, my feelings at this moment. And then uh, they pull up to the Ellery, a little, you know, driving through the back of the campus there in front of the dorms, a little winding road that goes through the ghetto there. And uh, they basically had to weekend at Bernie me back all the way down the slope <laughs> into our room. And uh, mad kids walking by like, oh, I wish I was that drunk. And like, yo, shut the fuck up, man. No, you don't. You're in a fucking world right now. Like, you idiots. So they get me, they put me in bed, whatever. I wake up the next day at like 3.30, 4 o'clock p.m. Wow. Um, all the classes I had were gone. Uh, or like in, pro in in session probably at that point too, and uh, I get up like just raging headache. I look over, I see newspaper on the ground, and uh, I'm like, oh man, like I fucking like threw up on the floor. And my cousins had to take care of me, and I I, I kind of like um, my cousin's on his computer at, the, at his desk near his bed, and I'm like, yo man, I'm sorry, man, I can't believe like I threw up here, and you got you know thanks for just like covering it up. He's like, threw up. You fucking pissed in the middle of the floor, you fucking idiot. <laughs> me? I fucking pissed like, in my closet, on my sneakers. <laughs> I was working on, what, I think it was like stagecraft or like directing or something like that. Okay. But I built a pissed all over that backpack, books, the bed. <laughs> he was like, some funny, some humor to this. He was like, in the middle of the night, you like stood up. And you basically, like, went to go motion to, like, lift the toilet seat up and, like, like you're about to piss. And I was, like, whispering to you. I'm, like, yo, hey, you're, you're not in the bathroom. Ben. And I was, like, trying to shut the door behind me as if I wasn't in the middle of the room with, like, no threshold or door of which to shut. And I was, like, get in the bathroom. Trying to piss. And then I just lit it up. And, uh, yeah, well, that's, that's probably the drunkest I've ever been. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, okay. Yep. Well, I don't think I can. I'm not going to try to top that. I, 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 uh, my, my, mine was just more recent. I uh, it was during the uh, the Patriots Eagles Super Bowl. I was I was uh, I watched it uh, at our friends Lisa and Joe's house, and uh, and we were pretty um, nervous the whole day because you know Super Bowl, and uh, uh, they had they had a, a kegerator, so they had two beers on tap. And that's the kind of thing where you, where, uh, you drink it. When I get nervous, uh, especially football wise, I, I drink, uh, you know, I like to just keep sipping on something. Um, but then when there's a keg, uh, you kind of lose track of the amount that you're drinking. But I was, I always had a full glass of beer, um, the whole game. And, uh, by the, t I don't, I actually don't remember. I didn't, I, I pretty much blacked out like with two minutes left in the game, uh, when they had like. When they were throwing the bomb, they were like trying to, you know, they were they were going down. They were trying to throw a bomb or whatever uh, to the Gronk at the end there. And anyway, uh, long story short, I woke up. Yeah. I woke up the next morning uh, in different clothes. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, th thankfully, Tiff was not drinking. Um, I believe that she was pregnant, 
But uh, anywho, yeah. So no, that's not right. She, no, what, that couldn't have been then. That was that was before. Anyway, she hadn't been drinking. She drove me home, and I apparently like I was I had my, like my head out the window like a dog, and I was like puking out the window. I was I was upset. I was trying to figure shit out. It was just it was just a it was just a lot to figure out. I was kind of embarrassed because I didn't want to be that drunk in front of uh, Elisa and Joe. But I don't think they remembered that much. But all they all they said the next day was that I was I was especially chatty, which for me is means that I was really really chatty. Uh, so anyway, no, it's 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 no pissing and 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 puking inside of where inside of a car and in, in a in a dorm and everything everything else. But I did puke out out, out the element and uh, and uh, yeah, ended up. Ended up, uh, yeah, just yeah, that was a mess. But uh, yeah. yeah, luckily I, I've 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 got a better way of dealing with very nerve nerve wracking games, which is to uh, not drink as much and also just keep reminding myself that it's just football. I don't have to be worried about these things. But anytime the Patriots are close or even lo- or losing, I get I get all all nervous. But anyway, <laughs> uh, well, there you go. There's the news and cues. <laughs> we've really. Really dove deep on these ones. I didn't think we were gonna we were gonna have as much content as we did, but uh, yeah. The bills make me wanna Shout. kick your heels up and Shout. throw your hands up and Shout. throw your head back and Shout. come on. Now. Hey, hey, it's Ian. Look, hey, hey, Ian. so now this is gonna get oh, confusing. Everybody, yeah, because we got we got Eric, we got Ben, and we got Ian on the line. How about, how about them apples? I know. So, so we were, <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. This is, uh, uh, so we we were doing something we've never done before. We got four people on the line total, and uh, and we so so Ian just to, <laughs> to fill you in, Ian. We we just went through the news and cues. We were going to do it. We we're going to do you guys a little separately, but now we're just saying, fuck it, we're doing it, everybody, because we're running out of time in the show. So uh, yeah, so. Ian, we're going to run through your questions, uh, through the questions from your lens. We're all going to listen to you, and then I'll, I'll, I'll either cut it in later or I'll just, just keep it as is. So, all right, first question. There's not that, there's not that many this week. There's only a few. Uh, first question is, your favorite memory of Miles? My brother Miles, what's your favorite memory of Miles? <laughs> favorite memory of Miles? Um, well, I got so many, I don't even know where to start, right, really. Exactly. Uh, you know, probably my best memory of Miles at this point is when he in, I think him and myself were so tired the first night of your bachelor party, we just pussied out and, and slept in and decided not to go out with the whole crew. And you guys, I think, had a fabulous time, but uh, I think we all just kind of, we just like, you know, curled up in our little uh, cots and, and uh, called it a night. So that's uh, that's my best memory of Miles at this point. Yeah, there you go. Well, we'll have to create some new memories in the future. Uh, <laughs> next question is, what, who's your favorite Patriots receiver of all time? Favorite Patriots. <laughs> this is for Steve Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I I haven't been following the Pats in that long, so you know, give me give me a little bit of like historical credit, but um, I, you know, I gotta go Moss. At I mean, you you how can you not love uh Randy? I mean, the guy's a uh, probably probably one of the best receiver receivers of all time. So I'll I'll put him on that list. I mean. But I, I honestly hate all of them, so it's, he's, he's the best of the worst. There you go. There's no Patriots receivers that went to the Bills and were decent. Uh, you know, you know what? If there's one that I hate more than anybody, it's Gronk. Okay, you know, you asked me the ones I love, but I, I absolutely hate Gronk, right? Okay. Because the guy grew up in in Buffalo, and and went to go and then went to a school in Pittsburgh to go to, to go get some D1 like recognition. And, you know, played at Arizona or Arizona State or something like that, right? 
and then got drafted by the Pats and, you know, just, just into, and then over the next like 10 years destroyed us every time he played in <laughs> Buffalo. Like he, the guy, the guy was good for like 80, 80, you know, 80 yards and two touchdowns every time he played in Buffalo. It was annoying. Yeah, that does sound annoying for you. Uh, so then uh, the yeah, next one is that uh, you said that you were coming for that ass to Eric and you came for that ass and you got that ass. Yum, 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 yikes, I don't like that I repeated what you said, uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, ba -ba 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 -ba. Eric said he went to a gay bar, any gay bar experiences for you, Ian? Oh, yeah, I've got a, uh, a couple of them, um, they are not, I went to a gay bar on, like, New Year's Eve back in, like, 2006 with some friends, it was, like I, the one of the weirdest experiences I've ever had, like, you know, just people dressed in like full on drag, you know, the whole like, you know, bathroom situation, there's no men or women's right. It's just whatever. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, shirtless bartenders, like the whole nine yards. Um, if I, if I was on ecstasy and was just like dancing the night away, it would have been awesome. But I was like, I had like 20 wings in me. I was a lot of a lot of that blues. I was like not feeling the gay bar scene at that mm. at that point. All right. Well, next time ecstasy. Got it. Check that off the list. <laughs> uh, uh, but, 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 uh, Joshua asks when we're going to end the uh, continue. Well, if the podcast is going to end when the NFL season is over, or what timeline we're thinking? What do you suggest? I mean, I, I think the Super Bowl would probably be the best time to do it. Um, but I think there's there's a natural transition into either uh, either the NHL or you know we could just we could really just open this up into more of a news and cues kind of kind of uh, segment, right? Uh, I mean, that, that that seems to be dominating most of the podcasts as of late. It certainly <laughs> has today. I mean, we're we're about we're almost forty minutes into the into the recording, and we have not talked about football very much. Uh, mostly just news and cues, which is, I mean, hey, if it, if the content is what people want, then this is what people want. Then we're, you know, we're going there again. Uh, shout out to Miles for the original idea for news and cues. Really, really, mm -hmm. really good one. Uh, and then uh, Steve said said that my recipe for the uh, for the uh, homemade uh, uh, Bailey's was a hit. So feel free to use that. And uh, and then finally, the question I, I I submitted, which is, what is the drunkest you've ever been, and or a story of when you were very, very, very drunk. Ooh, um, <laughs> it's a long list. Uh, you guys have probably seen me on some of these occasions. Um, the one that, that really stands out was like freshman year of college. You know, we were we were just partying in the dorms, and we decided to funnel jungle juice, which oh. you know, great, <laughs> great, like great idea, right? Uh, <laughs> awesome idea. Amazing. It was also parents' weekend, right? So my my folks were in <laughs> my folks are in town. My like, I, so I was you know 19 years old. So my youngest brother, who's you know a freaking cop now, was nine years old. He like I'm like blackout drunk in my my uh, uh, my room the next morning. I think I puked that night. Like no no idea. Um, the only way I woke up was his little face knocking on my window. Cause I was on like a ground floor unit and I'm like, Oh shit. And so I like cleaned up my room for a hot second, you know, threw some water on my face. And then I was like, okay, let's go. Let's go out to breakfast. <laughs> like, let's get <laughs> so that was, that was pretty bad. And I, I, yeah, there was, there's some pretty bad ones like that, but uh, we could spend 40 minutes going sure. through drunk stories. That'll be it. That'll be a podcast for the middle of the summer, that kind of thing. 
yeah. 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 Well, that's uh, that's our news and cues. Uh, let's see what else can we what else can we do with you guys? Uh, uh, Ian, how do you feel about your uh, your your Bills going up against the Steelers this this weekend? Uh, Sunday night you got flexed. I don't know. How, I, I imagine you're pretty excited about getting flexed. Got to be what one of the first times the Bills have been flexed into a spot that mattered. And uh, what's uh, what what are, you, what are you thinking? How do you feel about the Steelers versus Bills on Sunday night? You know, I, I love that we got flexed. It's the first time I think in like nine years that, that we've we've gotten flexed to a a, a, a nighttime game. Uh, so I'll I'll take it where I can get it. Um, well, you've probably you know, gotten Steelers... flexed out of the spot before. But go <laughs> well, on. No, 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 no. To be to be fair, like they weren't even usually slotted for that spot, so they they rarely have gotten flexed out. Right. <laughs> it's usually fair enough. It's usually like a rare flex in. <laughs> kind of a win. Yeah. 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 It's not, it's not bad. You've never been flexed in, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take I'll take the flex in, but the Steelers are kind of scaring me. Like yeah. I, I know they're on their third string quarterback, but they 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 haven't lost. They 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 they've been winning, and their defense has showed up a little bit. So I'm thinking if we keep the turnovers to a minimum, you know, and and uh, don't try to do too much, like I we'll, we'll we should be okay. We should be able to pull out the W. But uh, I think it's in in. Uh, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So that always like the home team for these Sunday night games, especially when it, when it's somebody who's hot, like the Steelers, I mean, they can, they could just kind of roll you early and then it, it could get ugly. So yeah, well, there you we'll go. see, but I'm, I'm actually me, me versus Benny this week. It's a little bit of a toss up, but I was going through the matchup. I like every single one of my players versus his Dallas Cowboy heavy lineup. Like it's it. I don't want to say it's a lock, but it's looking pretty oh, good. Yeah. I mean, it's one of them things, man. That we who are we facing this weekend? Uh, the Rams. Uh, yeah, Wade Phillips. I think got uh, a chip in his shoulder because he's always trying to stick it to us, given how he was treated before he left. Um, I just had to re up because uh, I had like Darius Geis IR. Um, you know, I, I picked up what Mostert, and I think I picked up Drew Locke just because I was like, I don't know, given he's on a little bit of a hot streak. But um, trash talk ain't my suit because every time I get the cards of trash talk, talk shit. Always eat a nice slice of humble pie. So I'm just hoping you hit that black hole buzz saw. That's all I can say. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun, fun fact for uh, for uh, Ben's team, eight of his players are playing at 4 o'clock on Sunday, only one player, oh. Tyreek Hill, is playing at one o'clock. So it's gonna it's gonna come down to the wire. And then also, I believe that the yeah the only uh, Monday night player between you is uh, Will Lutz. So it might come down to him swinging the leg. Wow. So we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see. That's it. I was frankly checking my 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 team last week too because my other league, I'm in the playoffs, but they, you play two weeks. So oh yeah. Count both games as like one matchup. And I was like checking our our league. I'm like shit. Like, we look at pin in, put in whatever. And I was the matchup. It's like. Empty. I'm like, oh my god, I'm freaking out for no reason. What is going on? Mm. Actually, I, I I'm stepping all over my um my power rankings, but uh, you had the Ben, you had the worst score of the whole league last week. Uh, if you were if <laughs> yeah. you had played, you had 89 points. <laughs> right. Steve De Silva right. had Steve De Silva had 90 points. You had 89. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not 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 great going into the into the second round of the playoffs, but hey, if you want to get your get, get the shitty. So, yeah. uh, I my uh, I don't know if my me my first appearance in the podcast here, I I ventured that I would be eight and five. I was like, I'll probably be like eight and five. So that like validates a hot take because uh, I'm pretty much eight and five right now. <laughs> well, I mean, technically you're nine and four at the end of the year. Oh, so, oh yeah, yeah. So. Well, slightly better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, hey, I was hey, in the no. game. 
I should go back and check to see what people, what people were saying and, and see if I see if it matches up. I think I, I, pretty, I right. think that Chris said he was going to be in three and ten, and he saw I have an eight. So, you know, hey, right. yeah, crazy, crazier things can happen. But uh, right. yeah, all right. Uh, but, 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 uh, anything else we want to we want to want to want to talk about, fellas? Uh, you guys want to talk anymore? Well, you already tried try to talk a little bit of shit. Ian, Ian's pretty confident. Benny is <laughs> sort of confident, but he's hoping for a black hole situation. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. Eric, what happened to what what happened to Russell Wilson, man? He I he Oof. was he was supposed to show up and he just uh I don't know I don't know what happened. Did, did Sierra not uh, do her job or what? Yeah, I think <laughs> Russell Wilson well once Russell Wilson saw that, that Le'Veon and Adam Thielen weren't gonna play, he's like, Fuck it, I'm not playing either. So <laughs> Yeah, man, he just couldn't get it done. That Rams defense is for real, so shut him down. Yeah. Ah, uh, you guys got any? Uh, you guys got any hot takes to add to the uh, add to the pot? Oh God, here it comes! Oh, hot, 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 hot. I, you know what? Given how Tom Brady's been playing this year, I know it's already been said. I don't think he's coming back next year. Okay. I think he's all done. So I think it's, I your think hot it's take gone. is that he's not coming back next year. Yeah, I think regardless, like he, he's not coming back on the pass for sure. He's, but if he comes back at all, I'd be, I frankly, I'd be a little surprised. Okay. My, uh, my hot take will be that the Cowboys win the East. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, yeah. Who, Benny, who coaches the Cowboys in 2020? Well, so they had asked me, uh, two people that I'm tracking on between Ron Rivera, just giving him fresh off the, mm-hmm. off the, the Panthers release there. And then, uh, maybe Lincoln Riley, or maybe they, See what's up with him. I, don't, I mean, I don't want to switch out Kellen Moore as OC because I think he's been good as an offensive coordinator. But um, between Ron uh, Rivera and then Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma, I'm curious to see where, where his move is going to be. I, you know what? I would love to see Jerry Jones just hire somebody at like like Ron Rivera, but give him the control he gave like Parcells or somebody or, or Jimmy right. Johnson, right? Like right. It, I mean, the only constant. If you listen to like yeah. Will Kane show, which I is brutal show to listen to, by the way, unless you're a cow- <laughs> unless you're a Cowboys fan, right? right like, yeah, yeah. The only freaking constant that that the Jerry Jones that the Cowboys have had in the last ten years of mediocrity has been Jerry Jones. Yeah, right? right. Yeah, like I've always been like an anti-Jerry guy. Like, and I thought like maybe when they brought Steven in um, and kind of like delegating a little bit, I thought there was going to be some kind of swing around. But I mean. Jerry gave Jimmy the reins, uh, coaching GM. Jimmy sent picks flying everywhere. The Thurman Thomas situation assembled the two chips. Didn't want to uh, let Jimmy Jimmy Johnson keep the GM role. Wanted to take it on as the owner. Jimmy dipped, and then Barry Switzer came in with the same team and won. And then since then, like you said, just like years and years of mediocrity. So like Jerry needs to like take the most, the biggest backseat ever and let the team do the thing because he's just getting in the way. And he's almost like scared money as well. Like we, we finally cut Brett Maher. He's holding on to Jason Garrett for their life. Like I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. They both need to go. Yeah, I think we spent more than enough time talking about the Cowboys on this podcast now. <laughs> Jesus, what is this? What, are, what, are we, what is this, a fucking Dallas podcast? For a team that's six and seven, we're really taking this much time to fucking talk about how they should ch- make some changes. They haven't beaten a, a goddamn team that has a winning record yet, so maybe we'll try that first. Hey. You're welcome. All right. Well, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think we, we've got we've got we got plenty of content. Eric and I have to bang through the actual podcast. If you guys want to stay on the line, you can, or if you want to ju- jump in, you may. But yeah, I got to take off. Thank- but uh, 
Thanks for having yeah. us. I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you next week on the championship inversion of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. All right, guys. See you guys. Take care. Right, right. right. The bills make me wanna. Today I didn't even have to use my AK. Child. Kick your heels up and Child. throw your hands up and. I gotta say it was a good day. Moving on to the final to the fantasy final scores. Uh, Final Fantasy scores, if you will. Uh, we now are guaranteed to uh, to have a brand new champion as our ring holders were both squashed. My apologies to you, Eric. And Brian also uh, was uh, yeah, taken down. And so that means that uh, yeah, that's uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have a new ring. The new it'll be a first time winner, and we're very excited about that. Uh, so well, I'm excited about that. You're probably less excited about that, but uh, no, no, it's it's good for the league. It keeps yeah. the parody up. Yeah, oh, exactly. Parody is the name of the game, and. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, move on to our playoff power ranking. It's just four guys, so uh, this is going to be a quick one. But here we go. For the round two playoff rankings, coming in number one, it's... Ian, 140.8 points and a win over Eric. Where is A.A. Ron right now? Normally, if I told you that Ian's quarterback, A.A. Ron Rogers, only put up 13.4 points, you'd assume that he lost and his season was over, but not in round one. Essentially, every other guy showed the hell up for the Alabama Slammer. 20-point game from DeAndre Hopkins, Derrick Henry, of course, and Rod Woods. Then 13 from Diggs, Lutz, and 14 from Kelsey delivered the W as he moves on to the semis. Ian left 34 points on the bench in the form of Emmanuel Sanders, who actually threw for a touchdown as well as catching one. But thankfully for him, it didn't cost him any po- anything and didn't cost him the victory. His opponent didn't go down not fighting as Eric posted 130 points. And while his pair of Eagles put up a combined 34, good snaps came up just short. And thus his season is over. Ian faces Ben in a fight for the championship spot. And early returns show that Ian has an advantage, but just a six-point advantage. And it could be much closer than projections even indicate. Looks like Ian's going to keep Emmanuel Sanders riding the pine and Rodgers probably won't underperform again as, as he typically has Chicago's number, but there are no guarantees. Will Ian finally get his piece of the pie? We'll have to wait and see, and we'll have an early indication as Ingram is in action on Thursday night for Baltimore. Coming in number two, it's... Miles, coming off his first round by Miles faces upset winner Steve Almonte in the semifinal round. Had he played in round one, Miles would have only registered 105 points, but he earned the week off, so we can't look at that now. Miles is number two because his team delivered the best record in the league, so credit where credit is due. Yahoo gives Miles a four-point edge over Steve, but that could swing wildly. Funny that in the second-to-last matchup of the year, the starting quarterbacks are Jameis for Miles and Tannehill for Almonte. Wait, wait, wait. What the fuck? Miles dropped Young-Hu Q? I think it's Young-Hu, not Young-Ho. Anyway, after his best game of the season and swapped him for Zane Gonzalez of the Cardinals? Come on, man. I don't don't know about that roof. Risky as hell. He had 18 points last week. I don't know. This is... Miles is also not starting Matty Ice, likely because he's outside and facing that 49ers defense who have been balling out. So probably the right move there. But dropping Ku is far from Ku. God, that's just an embarrassing line for me to have written. But Miles has earned the right to make such a move, so who am I to judge him? But if he does lose because of Ku's absence, you better believe there'll be an I told you so coming. At number three, it's... Almonte, 140.34 points in a hard-fought win over Brian. This crafty son of a bitch pulled off the upset. I chose a song last week, Head Games. Head Games! 
by Foreigner for when he was on the show last week, and it was for good reason, because he's been playing plenty of games the last few weeks. And true to form, he continued those games by benching his kicker and defense, both from Philly, as the win was already in hand by Monday night. And boy, was it in hand. His seven starters were hot, hot, hot. Uh, when the worst score in the lineup is 10.9 points, you know shit is popping for Steve. And popping it was, with Tannehill's re- renaissance in full swing at 36.54 points and Eckler cooking up 31 points, then add 17 apiece from Devonta and Zach Pascal, running back for the, uh, no, wide receiver for the Colts, 14 points from Cook, and 11 from from uh, Keenan there on the Chargers. His dudes are making it rain at just the right time. Brian's team put up a buck 20, mostly off the back of Brew's 51 burger and McCaffrey's 19, but Almonte was just too strong for Brian. Up next is Miles, and Steve still tripled down on the Chargers this week versus the Vikings. Can Tannehill make it back-to-back 30-point games this time versus the Texans, or is it the week that old Rye Guy, by Rye Guy, of course, I mean Ryan Tannehill, is it Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, Ryan Tannehill uh, comes back to earth and the Chargers get smacked around, because if the Chargers get smacked around, Almonte's dancing will come to an end. But never count Steve out. Dude's running mental circles around half of the league. Coming in number four, the last guy standing, it's Ben, coming off a first-round bye. Thing is, had Ben played the first round, odds are he'd be on the outside looking in, as his guys put up a league-worst 89.36 points. But he gets a break amid hopes that all his guys will pull something together that's better for the semifinals versus Ian. The game to watch for Ben will be the Cowboys versus Rams on Sunday afternoon, where he'll have three guys, Dak, Amari, and Cooper Cup, in action for that one against Dallas. He's essentially hanging his season's hopes on the Dallas Cowboys. Not the best position, but hey, that's life for you. Ben's going to be glued to the screen for Sunday at 4 as he has all but one player in action at that time. Just Tyreek Hill is balling at 1 o'clock. Sitting Brady as the Pats play the worst team in the league is an interesting choice, but given recent numbers, I really can't blame him. Yahoo has this matchup between six points, and I have a feeling it's going to come down to the wire, and that could mean that Ian and Ben's hopes come down to the foot of Will Lutz on Monday night in New Orleans. A thrilling finish as Ben will only be able to sit and watch, as will... Ian, though, because this is this is fantasy. That, that's all you're, you just you're not really any, anything else you could do. But uh, anyway, it could go either way for both matchups, and we wouldn't have it any other way in this semifinal. All right, that was our playoff power rankings, and moving on now to our White Claw Player of the Week. Yeah, starter this week is uh, Chris Gloria's boy Drew Brees. <laughs> you know, went 29 for 40, 349 yards, five touchdowns, and also had a rushing touchdown. You know, one to jump over the line there. Unbelievable, crazy game, but not enough to deliver Brian the W. Um, it was still still pretty crazy. 51 points out of him. Non-starter, uh, but not a QB. Aaron Jones was on my bet. Uh, was on my starting lineup. Sorry, 192 yards, touchdown, 92 points. 92 uh, points. Non- <laughs> uh, sorry, 29.2 <laughs> points. 92 points. I would have won. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Um, non-starter, Jameis Winston on Miles Squad. Uh, 75 points in a classic Jameis game, uh, 33 for 45, 456 yards, four touchdowns, three picks. So yeah, he, he, he's, he's, uh, I was looking at stats and he's had some unbelievable passing yards this season Yeah, and, and he's way up there, but he makes some bad decisions as well. Yeah. Bill Simmons um, was talking about whether or not he'll be a, a 30 for 30 guy, which is, I think happened once before 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. He's got, he's got yeah. time to do it. He's not, he's not far off. And with the, with the way he throws interceptions, it's uh it'll be fun to see. Yeah. He's, he's getting close. You also said that um, uh, you also said 75 points just to, just to remind you it's 44 points, but it's 44.74 points. You might've just skipped over to that. Anyway, moving on. Wow. Yeah. 
all over. Uh, That's what happens when I let you type up the White Claw Player of the Week. Fair shit enough. For yeah, me. I get a little, I get uh, a little wordy. Free agent uh, Darius Slayton with the Giants, five catches, 154 yards, and two touchdowns, good for 33 points in um, the comeback of Eli Manning. So. There you go. See that. Uh, a couple of uh, games to watch. So the, the Thursday night games, Jets-Ravens. Uh, Sunday night is Bills-Steelers. And Monday night is Colts versus Saints. Uh, some that jumped out at me, the Patriots are playing, of course, the, the Bengals. Uh, that'll be a good one. We'll see what they can do. Like we were, We've already covered uh, what we're hoping they'll, they'll, that they'll do. Figure something out. Get on the right page. Maybe get a little bit of... You know, just just beat up on a on a shitty opponent, kind of like uh, like when Alabama plays a real shitty player, shitty team in the first one. Kind of get get back in, get back into the groove. But uh, another one that I'm looking at is that uh, Texans versus Titans. They play each other this week, and then again in two weeks on week 17. And the division is on the line. They're tied for tied for first in the AFC. Was that South? And uh, and so it's gonna be a, it's gonna be kind of a battle. I think if the Titans win this one, it feels like they'll probably. Uh, Win the win the division, but uh, I, th- I believe it goes Texans versus Bucks in between, and then Titans versus Saints in between. So that's still tough for them. So we'll see we'll see how it ends up uh, panning out. But that that should be a fun game, and we'll have a rematch of that w- very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm also thinking the Rams versus Cowboys is going to be a good one. Um, yeah, Cowboys have to bounce back. They haven't been doing well against winning teams, um, but I think this is the time for them to turn it around. There's a lot of uh, points riding on this game, mainly for Ben, but also a couple other guys in the league. So. It's going to be a good one to watch. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Ben's got uh, Amari Cooper and he's got Dak Prescott, and uh, so he's he's been riding them for a while, which clearly has done okay for him. He's he, you know he got a bye last week, but you know who, who knows because they, they they're playing a team with a winning record, and you know that's their that's their weakness. So yeah, yeah. Speaking of, uh, of fantasy, we've got we've got our matchups. We've got two matchups. It's uh, Miles versus El Monte and Ian versus Ben. What are you looking forward to? Uh, I think Miles versus El Monte is going to be a good one. Uh, Steve was a little bit of a sleeper and made some questionable moves the last couple of weeks of the year. So uh, he's here and ready to take down Miles. Miles, but although Miles is trying to go worse to first, so this should be a fun one to watch. Oh, absolutely. I'm looking at Ian versus Ben. It looks right, like right now it's less than five point difference between the two of them, and uh, you know they're both they're both looking to looking to do something. Obviously, both both looking to win. Uh, Ian and Al Monte both scored 140 points to get their get their spots right here, while Ben only scored 89 and uh, Miles only scored 105. So they both have to have to really step it up if they want to be making it to the championship. But anything can happen because if uh, if you're dancing right now, you've you've clearly uh, proven yourself. So it's gonna be fun to do. Uh, I think we got some hot takes from the guys, uh, from our from our special guests, and uh, we'll hear those in a little bit. And uh, or we've already heard them, one of the two. And now we're moving on to the picking corner. Uh, Brian won it pretty early, blowing the rest of us out of the water with uh, eleven and, th- and three record, ending up with a twelve and four overall. And uh, I, don't, I, I was thinking about it. I don't know if I've, we've had a season where we've had more everyone picking the wrong team games uh, in any other season because we've, we've got a lot of that where we all just go, all right, Cowboys are going to win it. All right, Browns are going to win it. And they have been, uh, yeah, they've been Cowboysing and Brownsing it up all season. So kind of screwing us all over. But also the Rams, we've kind of bet on the Rams quite a bit. And I'm glad that we, I don't know if, anybody, if a lot of people in the, in the league bet, but I'm, I hope that we don't because we're not very good. So, uh, yeah. It's, uh, anything else you want to mention before we wrap this bitch up? Um, nah, man. Yeah. I think we've covered a lot. It's been a hell of an episode. So uh, a big thanks to our, our guests, uh, Ian and Ben. Uh, I think that went pretty well So well to have two guests. I don't know how often we'll be doing it because it does get pretty crowded in here. But, uh, yeah, 
That's uh, yeah. All right, cool. So uh, everybody have a wonderful weekend and uh, an update very quickly on our, on our kitchen. It's getting better and it's not as expensive as we as we had feared, though it is very very expensive. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so as always, keep it sleazy and don't give out your social security number. See you later, fellas. Later. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Son of a bitch! You done messed up, A.A. Ron! Young Hu Q?